and welcome Hoosier Nation to our 30 or 47th episode of the Hoosier Sound, where our one our one main goal of this podcast is to give you perspective IU sports from the view of a young adult or a student, um, and then also give you takes on uh, hot topics from around the world of sports. Uh, we are recording this edition on uh, t- Tuesday evening, uh, what is today's date? July 31st. Um, and you can catch us almost every Tuesday at 8.30. Um, I'm your host, Matthew Lukens. Um, if you can't catch us live, you can find us, um, subscribe to us on various networks and listen to us on your own time. Check out our Twitter and Facebook at the Hoosier Sound and subscribe. All the uh, information is on our website, so you can go there and check us out. Um, and uh, yeah. So now it's time for some sports talk. So today is a very special episode because it's just me again, guys, for the second week in a row. Obviously, you can tell I am not very good at reading off of a script slash reading off of a script that was sent to me apparently like three months ago because I was reading off the script that was for the Freddy's episode. So sorry that I was all uh, miscombobulated because I thought I had the right script and I didn't, but it's okay. It's fine. It's how this podcast always starts out anyways when I'm doing it. So now that we're there, got that cringiness out of the way, we're going to talk about how was Archie Miller's first year in charge of the basketball program at IU and how the second year might stand up in time against it. Like, did it meet expectations? Did it exceed expectations? Was it better than the first year? And we'll get into all of this as I go, but we're going to reminisce, shall we, on last year's IU basketball team. So I I believe that hope was running high, that there was a lot of enthusiasm around the basketball program with the departure of Tom Crean, of course, most notably. Um, So everybody was like, yes, new coach. Uh, new players, like, this is going to be fun. This is going to be great. And it was a lackluster season. I wouldn't say it was severely disappointing because we knew going into the year that the people we had or that we had lost we're going to be so hard to replace. And we didn't have the talent on the roster to replace Thomas Bryant and OG Ananobi and James Blackman Jr. Like we just, we just did it. it. The talent that wasn't there that we could replace those guys was Robert Johnson. Great. Yes. But was Robert Johnson a go-to scorer? No. And I don't know why I didn't think about this going into it, but I mean, the, the leading scorer we had coming back was Robert Johnson. And he was kind of like, Eh. So, you know, I I don't know what I was thinking, but I was really high. I was like, you know what? I think we can make it to the Sweet 16 with this team. And I was like, now looking back on it, I'm like, we'd be lucky to make the tournament. And we could have. And I'll get into that, and that's why it was slightly disappointing for me. But it wasn't like it wasn't like Crean's te- last season because Crean's last season we had the talent even without OG injured. Like we had the talent to at least make it to a Sweet Sixteen, and we didn't even make the tournament. So 
this was a severely lackluster roster last year. Um, not to say that they weren't talented or anything, but the pieces weren't there for a winning team. You had a lot of young guys who weren't very weren't very comfortable in their roles slash people who have been moved around to positions and kind of tried to been fit in by Crean and they have all these bad habits. They don't know how to play, but they, I'm not saying they don't know how to play defense. They just don't know how to play defense the way that Archie Miller wants you to play defense, which is uh, two completely different things. Uh, so yeah. So the first, first season with under Archie was just slightly disappointing. And it started off with uh, not a bang, but a dud. <laughs> How can we put it? That Indiana State game was heart-wrenching because I was there in person with the band sitting up there with my saxophone. I was like, this is great. This is awesome. Standing ovation for Archie. I didn't get to go to Hoosier Hysteria because it was the weekend of the away trip for the football game for the band. Actually, this year, on another note, this will be my first year that I get to go to Hoosier Hysteria, which is great because they always the Hoosier Hysteria always falls on a day that we don't have a football game, which is great. But then it always happens to be the away game that they take the marching band to. And so and it's like, yay, I don't get to go. So it'd be fun to see the spectacle this year. But no, I wasn't at Hoosier Hysteria last year. This is the first time I got to see Archie in action, other than when I was at the press conference. Oh my god, that was like a year and a half ago now. Uh, when he when he got introduced, so I'm sitting there, I'm all excited for the game to start, and then right out of the gate, you just knew it felt like the IPFW game all over again from the previous year, and I was like, this is not this is this is not cool. Like like he Archie deserves a win in his first game because he said all the right things and done all the right things and. And we're getting recruits, and and new, the new guys on campus are look pretty decent. And nope. And then that's just the way the season went, which was that you either knew that we had it in the first five minutes. You were like, we're gonna win this game, or we're gonna give them a tough game. The same way we did against Duke. The same way we against, did against Ohio State. The same way we did against a couple Big Ten opponents that we shouldn't have probably stayed in with because the team wasn't as good as it should have been. But there was a couple games where it's like, all right. The way we're starting, we're going to be in this game. And then there was other games like the Michigan State game up in MSU or the IPFW and the Indiana State game where it's like, I can just tell from the first five minutes, they don't have it today and it's not going to cut it. And I think looking on to the second season, that is something that's going to need to improve, which is not only just slow starts, but being able to rebound off of bad starts and bad quarters, you know, bad 10-minute stretches. Because we had a bad 10-minute stretch in a game last year, and it was like it was like they gave up. And it's not like they gave up, but it's like we couldn't dig our way out of it because we only had one go-to scorer in Jawan Morgan, who going into the season, I was like, he's going to be good. But I wasn't like I – wasn't, I wasn't expecting anything like, like he had last year, which is great, but – I didn't get that out of what who I expected to get. I, I expected to get that scoring out of Robert Johnson. Okay. I expected to get that scoring out of 
maybe Devontae Green. Or I expected to also get scoring out of Duran Davis, but then Duran goes down as well. So only one of the four guys actually hit on their mark of how much they should have been scoring and the load on offense that they should have been taking and taking over, you know, late in games. And that was Juwan. But Robert wasn't doing that. Robert kind of struggled with creating his own shot, which you could probably tell. And I feel like the load on offense that he had to handle as the lead guard was a little bit too much for him because I don't think his skills were at the level where he could be the lead guard. I think he's a perfect, perfect complement to a like a ball dominant point guard. And I think in the NBA, there'll be a place for him. But last year he was not, he was not what we needed at IU. And I feel bad because Rob deserved to have a great season for his senior season. And I feel like it was just really disappointing. And he had a great freshman and sophomore seasons were like, wow. And then junior season, it was kind of like, meh, but the whole team was like, meh the whole season. So it's like, there's nothing he can do about it. Anyways, so Rob Johnson senior year, disappointing. We still love him, but just disappointing. And the season was disappointing all around. So expectations going into it was we're going to make the tournament. Did we make the tournament? No, but I think we were probably about three or four games if we don't get destroyed by Rutgers and my soul ripped out in Madison Square Garden in front of 20,000 fans. And then we go on to make a run in the Big Ten tournament. I think we might have had a chance to get in, but it was a very slim chance. And then I feel like if we don't lose to IPFW and Indiana State and we maybe win that Ohio State game at home, that's four different results flipped. And I think that's a 20-win season or it's a 19-win season with a chance to make it 20 wins. And that's, that's a tournament that's a, like just on the edge of being in the NCAA tournament. So it was just slightly disappointing. It wasn't like we were supposed to make it to the final four and we didn't make the tournament. Like we were going into the season being like, or we, I should have been going into the season being like dampen expectations on this year. Cause these aren't Archie's guys either. Now Archie's got some of his guys. He's got a year of experience under his belt with the guys that he did have. And then also he's got a transfer in which Last time that happened, we made it to the Sweet 16. So I'm just saying, I'm going with last year's prediction and the year before that, and then the year before that, which is, I think we're going to make it to the Sweet 16 this year. Should I have those expectations? Yeah, because I'm a fan. And maybe because I'm slightly biased. But... I don't think anybody should have realistic expectations of make it to the final four unless you're Duke or Kentucky or UNC or Kansas. Like those schools that make it to the final four all the time, the true blue bloods as they are now. And I use a blue blood and this is getting off topic. I use a blue blood. I've heard some people have some, use some rhetoric that says IU isn't a blue blood. I use a blue blood and everything, but the performance on the basketball court. Everything else we've got. But the most important part, which is competing at the highest level with all the other teams, getting the best recruits, it's been lacking over the last seven, eight years. Sure, we have two Big Ten championships. Great. That's awesome. Yay. But how are you judged 
if you're a blue blood or not, it's by competing for national titles. And you can go on and say that if we didn't run into Syracuse's zone, that we probably would have had a very good chance to win a national title under Green. I would agree with you, but we still ran into Syracuse's zone and we didn't have a chance. We lost our chance at the national title. And Sweet 16s isn't going to cut it for a Blue Blood program. It isn't going to cut it. There are some Kentucky fans that are upset with John Calipari because they haven't won a title in a while. UNC, if they don't make it to the Sweet 16, it's a travesty. Duke, if they don't make it to the Sweet 16, it's a surprise. Like, make it to the Sweet 16 consistently and then also making it past the Sweet... You can't, you can't just make it to the Sweet 16 and go, you know what? That's a great year. That's a great year, even though we were supposed to, you know, make it to the Final Four, but we made it to the Sweet 16. No, no, that's not how it works. That's disappointing. When you lose to the likes of Duke, lose to the likes of Wofford, it's like the sky is falling off. You know, the sky is falling. But like IU makes doesn't make the tournament. It's like, all right, on to next year. Now, there's a way we have to go to get back to that blue blood status. Can we do it? Obviously, we can because we have everything else in place in the program that so that maybe it can happen one day. But Archie's got to steer the ship the right way. Do I believe that he's currently doing that? Yes, and I'm not saying that I don't believe that it's going to happen. But right now, we're not we're not a competitive blue blood, I guess is how I'd put it. Anyways, this year's expectations should be Sweet 16. Because in Sweet 16, okay, make it to the tournament, and then Sweet 16 if the bracket helps us out. So if we get a nice draw and we're like a four or five seed in the tournament, we get a nice draw. Sweet 16 is all I'm expecting. And then anything more than that, obviously, is icing on the cake. Like, great. Awesome. But we have to make the tournament. And that is that is the baseline. My optimistic expectation is Sweet 16. Our baseline is making the tournament. He can, Archie cannot go two years in a row, his first two years, not making the tournament. It's not going to look good for him if he does that, especially with the seniors he has. So he has Juwan Morgan, who I spoke about, Evan Fitzner, who's basically one of his recruits. He might as well be. He's one of his guys. He got, he was apparently the grad transfer they've been looking at the whole time. So he's one of Archie's guys. And if Archie can't win with his guys, so he's going to be starting Devonta Green, not his guy. Romeo Langford, his guy. Probably Justin Smith, basically his guy, was recruited by Kareen, but then Archie was like, you're my guy. So Archie's guy, basically. Jawan Morgan, not not Archie's guy, but he's the star of the team, so it doesn't matter at this point. And then Evan Fitzner, probably starting five. Archie. So majority of the starting lineup and probably the majority of the bench minutes are going to go to Archie guys until Deron Davis comes back. But they're going to go to Archie's guys, which is, if he can't win with his team and get us to back to the tournament, this year will be of not only a disappointment, but he'll be in the hot seat next year if he doesn't if he doesn't win. If he doesn't make it to the NCAA tournament. We have the team for it. It's not like we don't have the team. We have the talent. We have everything set in place. And so with the first year of somebody who comes in, it's like, okay, I, I give him a pass, right? 
Like it's not his guys. He doesn't know. He didn't recruit them. He doesn't know them. He comes in. He only has like three or four months of practice to really even tell what their strengths and weaknesses are, let alone how they work together on a basketball court. And then over the, you know, over the season, you lose your star, uh, star, but you lose one of the more important players on your team who happens to be a center, which is one of the hardest positions to replace. And so if you add all those things together, it's like, well, shucks. Like, you know, what are you going to do? Like, it's a tough first season. He probably tried to do the most he could with what he had. And, you know, you look out and go, yeah, there's a couple of results that could have gone our way. But, you know, overall, it's not like it's the end of the world. Doesn't make the tournament this year. It's like, okay, there's something wrong. Like, what is he doing differently here that he wasn't doing at Dayton? What's going on? Is it the coaching staff? Is it the assistant coaches? Is it the weight training? I don't think that's going to be that the answer because Cliff Marshall's killing it. But is it the weight training? Is it the attitude of the guys? Is it, is he, are we getting the wrong recruits? Is he trying a different system? Like all those questions can be brought up. If we don't make the tournament this year. And it'll be a completely different outlook on the off season. Cause then it's going to be like, all right, who's he going after? Who, who is he recruiting? Who's transferring? You know, it's going to be like all this hoopla around the negative hoopla around the program. That's, not going to be cool. So this is kind of, I don't want to say a make or break year for IU basketball, but for Archie Miller's stress and his job security and his being comfortable, because I think he's comfortable right now. There's, as of now, there's no reason he should be like, you know, if this doesn't go right, you know, if, 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 if I don't win this game, like I'm going to be in the hot seat. He has all year, all season, to make sure that, you know, what we saw in him as potential as a coach ends up working out. So, and I I don't believe that you know, the worst case scenario is going to happen and we end up, what, eighth in the Big Ten and we don't make the tournament and we lose home games to Marquette and Louisville and so we don't win a marquee home game. And then we also go into Big Ten play and we go 500. Like, I don't think it's going to happen. I think the team's too talented. And barring unforeseen traumatic injuries to Romeo and Juwan and, you know, other people. Like, if we lose five people to injury, it's like, okay, well, now we're playing – and no offense, but we're playing the walk-ons. No offense to Zach McRoberts. He doesn't count. But we're playing the other walk-ons in minutes because we have injury issues at and depth issues at guard. And then it's like, well, you can't blame him for that. But if everybody's healthy and we don't make the tournament, then it absolutely should be in the hot seat and it won't be good. Because then I'll be saying that I said that we should have hired Chris Holtman instead of hiring Archie Miller, which is true. I did say that. I still like Archie. It's fine. I just I, I like Chris Holtman more, but that's besides that's besides the point. But anyways, so realistic expectations this year, Sweet 16, comparing it to last year, I think there's a lot more realistic optimism about the season than there was at this time last year. I think last year was unrealistic optimism. People going like, you know what? I 
think we can make a sweet 16. And by that person, by those people, I mean me. Saying, you know what? I think we can make a sweet 16. No, 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 no. There's no way in, you were going to be lucky to make the tournament. So now I'm going sweet 16. And then maybe this time it'll actually work. Actually, you know what? I'm going to change my prediction because last time I did sweet 16 and the time before that I did sweet 16, we didn't make a sweet 16. And the time before that, I was like, final four. So final, no, I'm just kidding. I hope we make the tournament. That's it. I, you make the tournament. We try to make a run. If we get a really tough draw in the first game, like say we're an eight seed and the nine seed happens to be, I don't know, the only team that come in my brain right now, which is Syracuse. <laughs> and we end up losing in the first round. Am I going to be disappointed? I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be emotionally upset. But I don't know if I'm going to be disappointed because we finally made the tournament and Purdue fans can't be like, when's the last time you made the tournament? But I don't I don't like it when Purdue fans make fun of us because they're the ones that we should be the ones making fun of them. Anyways, sidetrack. You make the tournament, that's fine. For a higher seed, that's fine. Now, if we're a two seed and we get upset, or God forbid, a 16 seed pulls a Virginia on it, I don't think we'll be a one seed. There's no way we'll be a one seed. No, there's no way we can be a one seed unless we outright win the Big Ten, which is possible. But we also probably have to beat Duke. Nah, I don't think we're going to be a one seed. I don't see the season panning out that way. Would I? Would I not? Would I mind that happening? Not in the slightest. No. If we're a one seed, that's great. That's awesome. That's great for us. And then the season's so much fun. And we have all these big games at home. And that's great. That's awesome. I'd love to be a one seed. But I think of the top three seeds, I think the most realistic seed would be like a two seed because we win the Big Ten. But like we're not a three seed because we're not like should have been a one seed but didn't win our conference kind of thing. But we win our conference so we're a two seed. I just hope that then if we're a two seed and we lose to a 15 seed in the tournament, then I'm going to be disappointed in the season because I'm going to be like, big games. You can't win big games. Like, or whatever I'll be like this time next year. So come back this time or maybe a month and a half or two months earlier this time next year and then tell me if I'm right or not about my prediction and or how I'm reacting to what happens because I'm telling you right now I'm thinking with a clear head and then by this time next year I'm like we landed Trace Jackson Davis and Keon Brooks and we're gonna win the title next year and look at us we made it to the sweet 16 this year with Romeo and Romeo went third in the draft I don't know watch that be true I don't know but I'm just super 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 duper excited for IU uh, and this basketball season. And I just, I can't wait for it to start. I just can't. I need it to start now. So I think that's going to about wrap it up for this podcast. Um, thanks so much for joining us. Stay tuned for updates on Twitter at the Hoosier Sound and Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, of course, you can always visit our website, thehoosiersound.com, to find out more information about, regarding our podcast or articles that we write. Um, as always, send us a question. 
So that as the audience, be sure to comment, chat, or send a message to contact at thehoosiersound.com on what questions uh, you have, and we'll answer them on our next episode. Lastly, if you enjoy our show, leave us a review, tell a friend, share our links. It really helps our show out and grows the podcast. And as always, thank you guys for listening to Hoosier Nation, and we'll see you next time.